Hello and EFS underscore PhD show for today, the 30th of October, day before Halloween. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. And yesterday, a bunch of guys with 55s in their names. G Frank, 55. Rod, 73555. Zach, 95555. CP, 08555. Half of the eight people that won. Had some five fives in there. Hopefully they're 55 years old or 70, whatever, 73. I know we have some silent generation dudes out here playing fantasy too. So, hey, welcome to you guys. I'm glad you're here listening to the show, watching the show, whatever it is. Love it, man. Great to have this community of dudes. Um, speaking of, you should join us in the Discord. The link's in the YouTube. Let me know if it's expired. Uh, yeah, because we're late news and stuff could be important. We got Gerald Everett out. So a lot of that um, video yesterday for Sunday Night Football wasn't that valuable by the time Sunday Night Football came around. But I don't think we have a late news slate today, so let's just get on to it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter for all the play-by-play -play -play of how things go with uniqueness and stuff, but I think a lot of you already do. So today, I don't really have a lot of thoughts. Uh, it's not a slate where I'm going to... I didn't make any changes to Saberson's um, suggestions. We don't really have any uncertainty about the slate, right? There's no... Is anybody even questionable? Oh, ASB is technically questionable. I think everybody expects him to play. If he doesn't play, obviously it's a whole different video and no need to prep it, right? You, you play the other, you play the other um, wide receivers. You play a lot of them, right? You play a lot of the other wide receivers for Detroit. You play a lot of the tight ends. Uh, you up all of their projections by not quite the full amount of uh, ASB, 21 points, but you, you have to sprinkle like 14 points among the other wide receivers. They're just going to be the targets and they're like two thirds as good. So that's what I do, it, just letting you know if ASB is out, but assuming he's in, we just jam him. I mean, 35% in flex, a lot more in captain, I would assume 35% more in captain. So 70% ASB. I did allow both quarterbacks in captain. You know, sometimes I don't, um, but yeah, both quarterbacks are fine. I think Jameer Gibbs is probably fine. Did we get the other guy ruled out? Um, Williams, right? No, who's the backup? Yeah, Jay, no. Who's the backup running? Craig Reynolds is projected as the backup running back for Detroit, which tells me that their better guy who is taking away work from Gibbs is not there anymore. Maybe injured still. I don't remember the exact situation. But in any case, everybody's expecting a lot of work to go to Jameer Gibbs, who is a talented person. As a result, I am winding up with more than 50% Jameer Gibbs as well. None of this is news. The only so here's how are we getting to how are we going to win money? We're going to win money by restricting our geometric mean to less than 23. If you want to go to 100k, probably go to, to less than 21 on a slate like this. But it's 500k up top, so I'm going to let 23 just because, you know what? Eight dupes, ten dupes, it's still fifty, sixty thousand dollars. That's fine with me. I'm not not turning up my nose at fifty, sixty thousand dollars. That's a reasonable amount of money for. All, I mean. Lineups in this region, so I've been aiming between 47500 and 49600 for this first build. I just don't see that much value today. I might even get sharper. Yeah, so I was able to get 4,800 lineups in that region, so I'll probably get even tighter by the time I get to the actual slate and go 48.5 to 49.6. That's working pretty significantly in that gray zone where you get more than your expected number of dupes for independent lineups, so I'm not sure if I will be more restrictive. I might go to 22 or 21 for geometric mean eventually, but these are the choices for the slate. The slate is not about what's going to happen as much as the recent slates have been trying to predict usages. I don't, I don't see any I mean, I pulled up. Thank you. I've People have suggested to use different things for target percents and um, 
yeah, usage percent. Join the Discord and make suggestions. I'll change what I'm using here. Uh, this does look like a nicer website, but I don't really have anything to do. Plus, I, it doesn't give me the, it doesn't break it down into fantasy points. So I probably will eventually go to fantasy pros when I need to do an actual calculation because I need to know the average fantasy points, not just the utilization. But utilization is good, particularly when you have to do a raw projection of fantasy points. So I definitely do appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Uh, always appreciate a suggestion for how to punch up the video or anything. Um, yeah, or punch up the Discord if we need a new channel or something. Just let me know. Uh, but yeah, things are going well. Uh, I, I'll mention it again in the NBA video, but we did have a guy take down, or not take down, win $7,000 the night Greg won the NBA a couple nights ago. Um, and I didn't make a Sunday video, so we didn't hear about it. But we had a, the guy who was sixth or seventh in that particular day. And it was on a pivot that I had told him directly to make like 20 minutes before lock. So I always, I like it when it works like that. Because um, there was no reason to still be on Kobe White with, uh, what's his name, uh, Levine in that night. So that was an easy one for me to feel good about slash everybody to feel good about. Make sure you make the right plays in basketball. But that just goes to show I'm on to the basketball video in my mind. I don't really have any other strong stands. Play the best plays tonight. There's not a... No tricks. I don't see any tricks at all. Play the best plays. You allow the defenses to be in the pool. I'm going to have 20% Lions D, 10% uh, Raiders D. Uh, oh, we got punt plays that are playable. I, I'll, I'll mention them. Brock Wright is playable. I have him in 15%. I probably don't get to 35% Trey Tucker. Yeah, let me limit that to 15%. He's darts. I mean, it could happen. I like 15% for, for backup wide receivers. You saw it happen last night with somebody crazy who was super not expected to play, including by me, but I've had to update my process. That was a mistake. Wide receivers get hurt. They get hurt for long times. They get hurt for short times. So wide receiver fours are under-owned. That's always going to be true, particularly on a team that has a settled rotation in the wide receiver four, not expected to see the field like, what's his name? The guy who scored yesterday, uh, Semi Fahiko, I don't remember his last name, but Semi, when he scored, that's somebody who's 0.05% owned who should have been 5 to 15% just because of the odds of injury to a wide receiver, right? So that's a place where I think we can sprinkle. If you're a 150 maxer, this is where you have your advantage is, is WR4s and stuff like that because you can play a sprinkle. You can play like 5 or 10 semi-fajocos, and that's definitely right in 150 lineups to play whoever the equivalent wide receiver 4 is. I think I was just talking about him here, Trey Tucker, yeah, or the guy, maybe wide receiver 3 on this team, I think. Whoever it is, the guy who's the first wide receiver not expected to see the field is going to give you that kind of leverage in the case of an injury. Huge leverage, massive leverage. The kind of leverage that you even have to consider in the captain spot. I left it. I left the possibility of a Trey Tucker captain spot and a Brock Wright captain spot just because, I mean, Brock Wright, he just hasn't caught a good pass all year. Like I was looking at this just right before lock. These are the tight ends for Detroit. And we're talking, he's running he's running routes on 28% of plays and has only had a target on 3%. And you look at Laporta, obviously Laporta is better than him, but 77% routes, 20% targets. So long-term, let's say we think Brock Wright is what? A third as good as Laporta? He's going to get three times the targets people are expecting. So just from his long-term usage. I, obviously, he's out there to block. I get that he's out there to block, but these are two tight end sets. So when he's out there not to block, he's out there in extremely valuable circumstances for us. So Brock Wright is 15% for sure for me. That's not going away. I love Brock Wright, Trey Tucker, all these guys who are like only going to get out there for, I mean, even Amir Abdullah, guys who are not expected to play at all are massively under-owned compared to where like, what do you think the odds are that a running back gets an injury in a game, right? Much higher than 7%. And I mean, Abdullah's the backup running back anyway. He must be massively overpriced, like five, $6,000. 
two hundred dollars. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I don't know what's going on there at all. Hey, what's up, bud? I love you too. I'm not able to help right now. Okay, bud. I'm glad you're having fun on the microphone. But yeah, let's look at. Oh wow. So Abdullah's getting fifteen percent of snaps, running routes on nineteen percent of snaps. So obviously he doesn't have many targets yet. Hasn't has one percent of the rush attempts. He's got nothing out there. Fifteen percent of snaps. The dude's out there every week. So like we're projecting, you know, um, Amir Abdullah for one point nine six points, but definitely getting them. You know what I mean? Like he's out there every week. Fifteen percent of snaps is a lot of snaps for a guy who's min price. So who's min price and seven percent owned in the flex? What's going on there? I mean, the chance that Amir Abdullah steps into a huge role for any number of reasons. Uh, game script or I, I just I think I'm gonna have to boost him now that I've seen I, obviously he's not the preferred bat but let's have a look at what the you know we got Craig Reynolds at five you know what I mean and he's Craig Reynolds he's not like smash play Craig Reynolds so I think I'm gonna make these guys the same play as backups because I mean oh let's check it out let me check out Craig Reynolds I'm, I've imputed that I think Craig Reynolds is not out there very much so let me make sure that's true with my usage and data so in weeks where Jameer Gibbs and Craig Reynolds are the only guy, David Montgomery is the guy who's out. So seven week seven is the only week we have. So that's actually, so this is the one place where we can't really project very well. Um, because we only have week seven and in week seven, 10% of snaps for Craig Reynolds. Are you guys kidding me with this? So Craig Reynolds has 10% of snaps. We're projecting him for five points and uh, Abdullah's out there, 15% of snaps, and we're projecting him for 1.5. So, hey, I'm glad I did the video long enough to make sure that I have one stand for you, which is Amir Abdullah, the better play than Craig Reynolds. To the point, I mean, like, I'll have it be slight on the actual numbers, just because I don't, I mean, also, don't break the slate with Abdullah. I do like it better than I was thinking, though. So I'll say 25%. He's the one place where I see somebody being clearly under-projected for their actual going to be out there percent. Like, obviously whether or not he scores any points at all remains to be seen. But that's where I'm pretty confident we have a little bit of edge for the slate is with Abdullah. I think I left him as a captain. If not, I'm going to have him in the next round of captain consideration as well. That is just an absolute absurd. Yeah, I, I did have him already in consideration. And when you when you get a cheap captain like uh, Abdullah and Brock Wright, Trey Tucker, to have reasonable lineups in your pool for them, you need to let there be a lower min salary. But then you might need to make two pools, one just for the cheap captains and one for the good captains, because those are two different price ranges. So I think that's probably the way to go if you're considering a cheap captain, because if you do the big price range, it's just too much for the machine to pick out the right choices. It, it thinks you want to be way more riskier than you are. You're trying to leave that, that low price range so you get to good lineups with cheap captains, right? But it thinks, let's just look at the whole range of lineups, or or I'm not sure exactly how it's sampling from the range. So I would probably recommend if you go to a cheap uh, um, captain, I'm going to start doing this too. Build those in a separate build, like, you know, have cheap captain build or something like up here. Name it cheap captain build and have one be regular build and whatever. And just so you have like, so that you're comparing like apples and apples. You know what I mean? I think Sabersim has a little bit of trouble sampling apple and orange space together, if that makes sense. All right, well, I'm, I'm going out into weird, like, criticisms that I don't even really, I don't have a solid criticism. So I'll stop the uh, Monday Night Football game uh, video here, try to do that 
uh, basketball video really quick. And remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and somebody's got to win $500,000 tonight. Might as well be... Yes. <laughs>